Oh yeah, stabbing me. You were planning on stabbing me. I was planning on stabbing you. Oh yeah, we would have planned stabbing. Yes. Um, yeah, check when it expires. Let's mm. make plans. Because I don't need neck muscles. Because you don't need neck muscles. Official rustling of fancy paper. Hmm. We have fancy paper and fancy paper. Also fancy paper. Do we? I don't know. I got three papers in front of me. I got three papers in front of me. Nope, I got four. <laughs> oh. But two of them I don't need. Two of them are unrelated to crime. Okay, I have two papers in front of me. Most of it is handwritten. So everything you printed was unrelated crimes. Have you changed crimes? No. I just decided I only wanted to use this. Oh. <sighs> that one's gonna need to go. I feel like we we paced ourselves pretty well on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. And feeling okay. Expected to still feel a bit grim. <laughs> I mean, I know it's Tuesday, but... Well, yes, in future land. But uh, no, St. Patrick's Day was long, but... Like you said, pretty good pace, at least for the first five hours, I think. Yeah. How many hours did we do? 14? A bit more? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Let's did all right. Hmm. 14, 15. I reckon I did nine until 11. Mm -hmm. You guys must have done nine until one. Yeah. I, I think we... S I think I had my last drink, actually, at... Yeah, it was probably right before one. Yeah, we were up a bit after that. I was ready for bed. I don't get up at nine or eight on a Saturday morning normally, so <laughs> it's definitely, definitely ready for bed by the time it hit eleven o'clock. Which uh, relatively early today, and um, yeah, really feeling happy. Yeah, quite pleased with ourselves. We not only had a fake St Patrick's Day celebration, we had a real St Patrick's Day celebration, and then mm. we had a bit of fun on Friday night. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Several Irish pubs and yeah, drinking all over town. Yeah, well, not too much all over town. I barely remember getting my bike, though. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, welcome to Crime by the Bar. Welcome, welcome. Yes, this is uh, our... Episode eight. 8. Yeah, episode 8, yeah. Here come the Russians. Or whatever name we can come up with that's better than that before we post this. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, focus on Russian crime. So it's a full week. It's Tuesday, as you mentioned. And it will be a bit calmer this week compared to last week. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I think so. Why? I mean, less shots, less drinks. Oh, and, in that sense. Yeah. Uh, it was really windy earlier and... Uh, the skylight was rattling, though. I hope that doesn't happen again. Let's hope so. It was quite weird during the uh, night. Did you because, hear it during the night? Oh, yeah, yeah, constantly during the evening as well. The thing is, it kind of makes it sound like someone is walking on yeah, the roof, doesn't basically. Yeah, it? Which is kind of creepy. I thought it was that for ages. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, well, let's hope it's um, not someone slowly trying to break in, rattling the... <laughs> 
it it freaks me out though especially because the people next door have a roof terrace so sometimes you can hear voices and you can hear oh. like voices coming from above and you can hear what sounds like someone walking around the roof right above you and it's like would it take much force to break through that thing Ooh, maybe okay <laughs> oh getting weird songs stuck in my head um let's ignore that and focus on crime yeah this Shoot. is probably a good week for crime. We are talking about Russian crime. Yeah. What, why am I saying yes yeah if I didn't know? <laughs> I hope you knew and had prepared. I have prepared. Um, this is in line with what I've prepared. Good, good. Uh, I don't know. This might be a grimmer episode. I think it is. Yes. And shockingly, most of the crimes I found were pretty grim this week. Mm-hmm. And the one I picked, I'm probably going to keep out as many of the gory details as possible, but mm. it's pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know if it's as bad as the, what was it, Tan family? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was bad. But um, it might be because it's longer and because both of us are doing really grim ones, I think. Yeah. It is possible. Like mine, I'm definitely, I'm not going to say censoring, but I'm choosing to not describe too much of the gory details oh dear uh, of which there are many I might ask you questions and then you're going to have to say stuff this may happen yeah I kind of thought the same about mine <laughs> but so yeah maybe if you're not into gory ones this mm. isn't the best episode is yeah. that fair or? there's probably a lot of violence in this one yeah yeah I think so turns out there is a lot of violent crimes in Russia there are so many mm. Way more than the US. Are you are you sure though? Yes. I've mostly been comparing to, you know, Europe and such, but like in the US you always have all of these uh, like all the serial killers and all the horrible mass murders and stuff like that. There's a lot of that in the US and I assume that of course there will be a spike of what you can find when the populations grow. Yeah. Uh, so much for a country. So both Russia and the US are pretty huge. Yeah, but Russia's way bigger than the US, and mm. US is twice the population. Twice the population? Really? Yes. yes. I'm quite sure. Roughly I'm, twice. I'm having a flashback that you might have told me this. Really? I feel like yeah. I might have. Yeah, I think it was like um, double the population. Hmm. Definitely a lot more alcohol poisoning or blood poisoning deaths. Death from alcohol. Yes. Vodka overdose. Tens of thousands of... Uh, um, deaths related to essentially ODing on alcohol every year, whereas mm. the US have a couple hundred. Hmm. So, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Like, that doesn't exactly fit the stereotype because the stereotype is that Russians can drink forever. Like, drink and I, drink and drink and be yeah. absolutely fine. No, Russians yeah. can drink and drink and drink and die like anyone else. Hmm. So, stereotypes out there, but yeah. Anyway, okay, sad. Why is that sad? Well, I mean, death and stuff is sad, and especially on larger scales, that's also sad. I don't really buy into the whole um, tragedy versus statistics thing. No? You know the quote? I don't. It was some dictator, I kind of want to say Stalin, actually, but it might be misattributed, or it might have been some other dictator that said, um, one death is a tragedy, a thousand deaths oh, is a yes. statistic. 
Yes, yes, yes. Uh, don't really quite buy into that. Right? You don't think it's true? I think this uh, is a little bit true down to the... Th there's always like the more distancing and when you're yeah. stuff like that, of Exactly, course, but... because whenever we did, we did a crime a while ago mm. and your conclusion was I should have gone first because even though there was only one death, mm -hmm. it was so much more personal. Yeah, yeah. Was that the Kendahammer case? Where the guy killed his wife and tried to make it look like a car accident of a pipe hitting through the windscreen. Oh, right, I think right. That was the yeah, one. yeah. That was bad. That's true. Mm. Now, I'm thinking back. Yes, they go hand in hand. There is a, a correlation between like the more intimate details and the closer you can get to crime is, of course, easier if there are fewer. But Yeah. Yeah. On updates, we should have an update on uh, the sentencing for the Van Breda case. I was just going to say Van Breda. Oh. Yeah, so he was found guilty, but the sentencing isn't until the end of the month. Okay. So we should hear sentencing probably in time for the next episode. Okay. Next full-length episode. So has there been no proposed sentence? Or mm. some countries do it differently, I've noticed now. My understanding is South Africa, they do it kind of similarly to the UK. You are found guilty mm -hmm. and then if it's a particularly complicated crime like if it's not as straightforward as hey traffic violation mm. 200 quid fine then the the judge will really take some time to mull over sentencing compared to other cases and okay. benchmark it mm -hmm. especially whenever you know it's going to be appealed anyway because chances are it will be mm -hmm. that you really have to make sure you're, you're doing it as right as you can yeah. so i think sentencing was set for something like the 23rd of march okay maybe it was april oh, let's dear. hope for march and hope for more info mm -hmm. it's easter soon right yes and today is international happiness day or something right? oh yeah today's international happiness day so just in case you're you know feeling too happy yeah then you've come to the right place <laughs> we're going to tell you some stuff that might make you miserable no, not miserable. I, I just prefer to see it as like you have this entire day just filled with happiness and that gives you a solid foundation to push through these tougher, more horrible crimes. Yes. Is that okay? Yes. You do not sound convinced. I'm trying to sound convinced, but <laughs> I, I don't know if it's sound logic. Shouldn't we be doing the... Yeah. I, I mean, yes. Okay. I guess. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. I don't know why I'm fighting it. Well, unless we're swapping crimes for this week, I think we should. No, no, no. We'll, yeah, you're right. We are bringing you horrible crimes on National International Day of Happiness. Uh, you were the one who told me about it. I think you said international. I think I said international. Yeah. I don't remember where I found this. I guess I was trying to come up with a theme for this week. Hmm. Yeah. On this International Day of Happiness, we bring you horrible crimes hmm. so that should level out you to your regular mood. Or slightly, slightly better because it's also, you know, a lovely podcast and we have lovely voices that people like listening to. So yeah. that, that will boost it a bit more. So. Be like those parents who let their kids play whatever music they want in the car, but they don't listen to the lyrics. And it's like you're bopping your head along and then you realize what <laughs> is being said. And it's like, oh, this is quite horrifying. Are you wow. thinking of the... Uh... I'm thinking of basically every pop song these days. Oh, well, that's true. They they're, they can be surprisingly horrifying. Yeah. Um, oh, are we ready? I think we're ready. Like we said, um, all of our crimes we've been thinking about and discussing for this week, are they're horrible. 
but I do still think that I'm worst. You seem quite convinced you're worst, and I think we're both going to be pretty bad. Mm. And I don't know that I want to really start playing the... Okay, but blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> I don't need a column of number of victims. No. no bits that were somethinged with or whatever. Like, let's just let's agree that for the sake of right now, you are worst. I will go first. Yes. Regardless. Okay, cool. Yes. This works for me. Tell me your story. Yes. My story this week concerns the so-called Academy Maniacs. Who I have only heard of because you warned me not to do them. Yes. I thought that was, you know, it's a classic, like, uh, name given by the press when they don't know stuff. And uh, it was basically just based on um, uh, the murders, because there are murders here. Uh We know this is gruesome week. They took place in the Academy Town or Academy City, like a part of the town of uh, Irkutsk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just the name the press came up with, basically. So... The Academy Maniacs were actually uh, Artyom Alexandrovich Anufriev and Nikita Vaktangovich Litkin. Very nice pronunciation. Uh, not so sure about Nikita's surnames, but yes. Nikita, I always thought, was um, a woman's name. I, I knew mm. Nikita from Romania, so... Oh, you actually knew Nikita? Yeah, oh. that's why I just assumed... I've never met one. I I do fall into that assumption as well, but uh, I do know there have been some. Like, wasn't there a prime minister in the sixties? I guess. Where? Which country? Russia. I my nineteen sixties uh, political knowledge of Russia is not <laughs> great. My nineteen sixties political knowledge of anywhere is not great. So, uh, but uh, maybe yeah, that yeah. I know uh, I'm never good with years <laughs> or history in general, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Khrushchev, his first name was Nikita, but I'm not sure. Oh, really? I huh. think so. Wow. Uh, but no, I, I do I, I do fall into the trap regardless of thinking of it as a female name due to media and stories and stuff like that. I, you know the way um, Italian names, you can typically, even if you're not familiar with a name, you can typically put them into male and female categorization based on Female names tend to end with, uh, I think, an A or an E, mm-hmm. and male names tend to end with an O. Okay, but then we have Luca, and we have... Uh, is it an E? Daniela, and... Um, I, there will be exceptions, but typically... Okay, okay, I, I'm just going... So, like, sorry. Mario versus mm. Maria. Yeah, true, true. Or Marie, or... Uh, Oh, it's no fun whenever you've just disputed it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I will cut my. Uh, I will no, cut no, my no, counter no, argument. No, I just fine. thought of the first. Okay, the very first Italian name. I thought I had no. The first the one I think name. of is Silvio Berlusconi. Oh. Silvio. There we go. Here's an obscure Italian name that I would have no idea whether it's male or female. But Silvia. Yeah. 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 That works. Okay. Um, <laughs> I. Can we do a bit of a side note? Always, always. Um, what do you make of parents who give their um, daughters typically masculine names purely to try to um, put them ahead for submitting CVs and stuff like that in later life? So it's not about raising your kid gender neutral. Mm-hmm. It is about specifically, you know, saying, I have a daughter. I am choosing 
what people assume to be a male name naturally okay. to try to get her one step ahead because I don't think gender equality will be fixed by the time she's uh, going to university or applying for jobs or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, naming kids is always a weird thing for me because, like, unlike with, uh, for instance, wonderful cats where you can get a cat you can get to know them you can play around yeah. with them a bit then choose a name yeah, yeah, yeah whereas with kids like no no the second the kid you know touches air or whatever you're supposed to have a name yeah you know i didn't you didn't no th- oh. back in the day there was um a rule that you had to register your kid within six weeks of it being mm-hmm. born oh, okay um my parents registered me on the the deadline date if you don't huh. register a name on that date then the government essentially names the kid for you or the registry office or whatever it is really yeah so i had a couple of different names over that six weeks oh. they really did try stuff on for size and see what what kind of worked okay um, that makes it better i think well i mean yeah. they made an impulse decision on my name on the last day <laughs> um okay. but they agreed on it at least fair enough um but I, I think i was called genevieve for a couple of days or hmm. a week or something that was the the big one that stuck before they went nah no <laughs> but whatever but okay anyway but, <laughs> so but typically, no, I, typically people don't do this though but, but i'm really curious though how the guidelines for people who miss the deadlines are like is there a person just sitting at the government job and like <laughs> okay a new one here they missed the deadline uh mark or like yeah do you think do they like, go by statistics and would they take the most common ones or the least common ones you yeah, even it out or, maybe hmm, it would be quite a fun job and until you've got some guy called jim who's naming every single boy or girl jim like you know what and this, this is, is my legacy <laughs> well i'm just thinking of a name that's common but also like conj- conjures up a very specific image because you you hear jim you think of a guy working in a windowless office or you think of jim donnelly who went missing in new zealand but i know i think of um captain kirk do you damn it jim oh that's nice that's a good vision okay Good if you say so, this might have been just because we were listening to William Shatner yesterday. Oh, that was amazing. That was really, really good. Oh, Shatner for the win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder who gets to pick them. Or I guess now it's just completely computer assigned. Who writes the algorithm to assign the names? Yeah. There's got to be reasons. Power. Yeah. What would you do if you if you had that job? Would you like be nice about it and go hey you know what it's not your fault that your parents were so indecisive mm. they couldn't name you after six weeks or you no, know I, would you I, take I, it super seriously and say send me a scrapbook of everything the baby's been up to in the last six weeks well i, I wouldn't do that because then Ooh. well i mean how like many it, do you think that go might unnamed? sound a bit creepy as well well and... you haven't named your kid i'm naming your kid do you want yeah. me to have uh, an idea of their personality or or no like i don't know how many people miss the deadline but i can imagine that that would become a lot of work really quickly yeah no i know i i would take it serious in that no i would not pick you know what i would consider to be ugly names or silly names or stuff like that <laughs> ugly names or uh, silly names. I, I would not do the like let's name everyone jim for instance or after yourself no i would like tweak it no, not after me no uh, but no i would probably tweak it for more interesting but still good names I think. Huh. like shakespearean names they're all called uh pyramus and <laughs> hippolyta and titania and uh titania is a brilliant name it is a good name mm. yeah i think maybe if it were my job i'd just make a list of a bunch of characters from books i liked and <laughs> um and just start slowly going through the list so you're ideally not reusing names mm-hmm. and 
when the kid grows up, if they're ever asked where they got the name from, then you can just include a little note in the letter that says, hey, we named your kid for you because you missed the deadline. Yeah. With, uh, they were named after this character in this book. And just only pick likable characters. Because <laughs> who wants to be named after a villain? Oh, your son Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. But I mean, Tom. Yeah, Tom is fine. Named after Voldemort. <laughs> anyway... Oh, yes, you were asking what I thought about people naming their kids that way. Like, I would hope that it would definitely not be necessary, you know, for the next generation. The reason I brought up the comparison with the cats and such, that like you won't be able to really pick on, like, personality or maybe get something that really suits them. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, I think you should have more of a feel for a name than just, like checking the box of this will be useful because of this um what do you mean exactly yeah people are climbing around the roof they're gonna break in yeah what i basically mean is that i would like the process to be a bit more romantic than just okay no we're we're going for this name because it would look good on your cv or yeah. like we really want you to be an author so we picked a name with these syllables and two initials so you can make it look good on a book oh, cover dear. that is, that is really a clinical approach to naming it, that's yeah it, it's not my approach no, i'm no, just no, saying i prefer right. the yeah, romantic no, one now you're making um, me think of it like that but that's but, interesting but at the same time if it would still be necessary then leaning towards those names i mean mm. that wouldn't be a bad thing would it or i i mean i think it's sad but yeah Plus, you'd think as soon as they show up for the interview and it's like, oh, well, they foiled my attempts at stopping any women from making it through the door, but I'm still not hiring you. Um, but yeah, who knows? Mm, anyway, shall we start again? Will you tell me your story, please? And I will not interrupt with naming questions. Oh, goodness, I'm in the middle of my story. I, <laughs> I said two names even. I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, in case you got lost in the sidetracks, we were talking about the Academy Maniacs, um, Artyom and Nikita, who, they uh, lived in Irkutsk in Russia. They kind of banded together and over a time period assaulted nine people and murdered six people. Ooh. Assaulted at least nine people, but I think they're pretty sure of that. Um, so Artyom and Nikita, they were... They basically banded together. They were kind of like traditional outcasts, not What's really a traditional outcast. Because right well, now, if I'm we're talking people so, who hang about in corners wearing trench coats, looking a bit annoyed at everyone. Sorry, I should clarify as well that uh, they were teenagers, and at the time of the murders, mm-hmm. they were um, one of them was seventeen, the other eighteen-ish. Uh, but they were so Atiom was the older. And uh, Nikita was 17-ish when this happened. Mm. So these teenagers were basically going out hunting in the evenings, Mm -hmm. looking for weak targets. So Uh. they had a, basically a stretch of, um, well, it wasn't road, but it was like some road, some alley, some, a bit of a park and stuff like that, where they were walking uh, in the evenings between, I don't know, nine and 10 or so. Generally, Um, that's where they hung out? 
That was generally once they started uh, committing crimes. Was they, they chose that as their like little hunting ground. So they were walking. Most evenings they would pass a lot of people because they weren't feeling confident or didn't think that it was a good target. They were attacking weak people, like really young kids or really old people or drunk huh. people. Wow, that's so weird. So they were walking and stalking people. And if they saw an opening, they... At one point, they started attacking people, mostly from behind. Huh. It was more difficult for people to identify them in the evening, in the dark, and just from behind. So they were going out doing some attacks, which apparently was practice for their first full-on murder. Uh. There were several just like assaults. The very first one that they pieced together was an attack on Anastasia Markov, who was 18-year-old. Good name, good name. Very good name. So they basically just followed her for a while, snuck up behind her and struck her in the back of the head with a mallet. Uh, and Comedy uh, mallet. That's weird. That's super weird. Mallet is kind of a weird word. You have these connotations. Yeah, I think um, you do. Like, that's not funny, but it's like very much, hey, weird. I hear mallet, I think Acme, I think Looney Tunes, I think Anvil. Yeah. So they... Uh, I will get into more details later on what they shared and such, but they did have, um, they there were some pictures of them posing with, for instance, their weapons that they used. Ugh. And they do look like right on the edge of, we're talking comedic. Seriously, Mali, so it does sometimes. look ridiculous as well. It's it, not like this is a convenient weapon. This is quite a bizarre choice. It is. I mean, it is a big thing. And if you have the wooden ones, they're pretty easy to swing, I guess. Yeah, but um, why don't you just use a cricket bat or something you can justify wandering around with? Unless they're walking around with a whole croquet set, why do they have a mallet? <laughs> I don't know. No, no, th this is more of a mallet, not for croquet, but for like when you're chiseling or stuff like that. They had one of those smaller ones, but also a larger one, which is, you know, woodworking tool type mallet. No, croquet or comedy that I, I can't picture anything else <laughs> croquet or cartoons yeah. yeah i'll i'll try to i'll try to settle that in my mind we will see photos of this later as well so you, you'll get some context cool. but yeah so anastasia they hit her in the back of the head it wasn't just a tap i mean it was a proper swing so yeah. she went down she went to hospital afterwards she did survive uh, but they just hit her ran away Oh. For a while after this, they uh, there was a similar attack to uh, an unnamed woman. I couldn't really confirm a name on this one. Yeah, who also survived, but her they uh, they hit her a bit more, and they also stole her bag and was that uh, some belongings. Was that to cover it up, or was that crime of opportunity, or that was more of an opportunity thing, uh, huh. from the sounds of it. Uh, so we have mentioned before as well in Russia, they do very often like either force or allow criminals to help reenact their own crimes to yeah. sort things out. It's so weird. Um, but the details were so were a bit fuzzy, even though uh, one of the kids at least um, agreed to do this. Okay. But uh, the main their like weapon of choice was the large mallet and a knife. It was kind of a tiny knife. So yeah, they attacked this woman. Uh, she survived, but couldn't identify them. Because dark behind, yeah, frightened, shock. Plus, it's probably for the best that she couldn't identify them because it's so easy to um, to misidentify people, and it could have set everything back even further. True, true. And yeah. But in this case, 
Stop. Yeah, I think a bit of investigation would have been good. There, there are some other confusions as they uh, before they actually got more information on these uh, crimes. Mm -hmm. It was in the first of December in two thousand ten that the killings started. They killed their first victim. Okay, that's really recent. It kind of is. I didn't think we were going back that far. Well. Oh, okay, yes, I do remember my very first crime. I was considering something in the mid-19th century. Yeah, so um, I kind of assumed you'd be going with something a little bit old, at least. No, th this is more modern, but uh, I, I will have a round-off thing later going back a bit. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Okay. But, yeah, 1st of December 2010, mm -hmm. where they killed Daniel Zemyanov, who was 12 years old. Whoa. Which is pretty bad as a start yeah how do you justify um, killing a kid he's not even old enough to have upset anyone that's the thing and i mean these guys really just wanted to kill people uh, it looks like but still i find it really hard to see how their very first actual victim was a tiny boy basically were they just being incredibly practical about this and going we don't care at all about who it is. Let's just go for an easy target. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. That's how it came off uh, both in their statements and how it looks at this. They went for the weaker options and uh, as they discussed this uh, in court, etc., they they had been going around for a few days without attacking anyone. And um, then they found this kid who apparently had gone to the same school as one of them. Huh. And yeah, he was there alone. They hit him in the head with a mallet, and then he was beaten with a baseball bat Ugh. until he died. It looks mm. like he, he died on the scene, but he he was actually found before he was properly dead, but mm -hmm. he died before ambulance could come there. Ugh. So this death was apparently ruled as an accident at first. Why? That was kind of my reaction at first i thought it might have been a translation mistake or so yeah um basically they kind of assumed that he had been going at some speed down a hill the hill there was barely any incline uh, and then had like fell off and hit something as yeah. he went down the hill uh, which there wasn't that much basis for but that's how it started so uh, that was not really connected yeah, like I said, they thought it was an accident at first before they looked closer. You'd think you'd be able to tell pretty quickly if someone was beaten with a bat or not. One would hope, but yeah, uh, maybe they didn't expect it. But that doesn't make sense either because of the people who had been attacked beforehand with like mallets and shit. Yeah, and I'm assuming it's also the same stretch and oh yeah, the the same uh, the same town, same stretch. Yeah, maybe they'd already hit their murder quota for the year and they didn't want to go over. They didn't have the budget for it. I don't know. Okay, Russian then. policing. Yeah, they they would only need to wait until the end of the month, and then they could like, oh Declare no, that it. was murder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have no idea how Russian police work. I will assume that was not the case, but who knows? Yeah. Huh. You know, dear Russian listener. Tell us. Mm -hmm. This was um, uh, Daniel was murdered on the first of December. A bit more than two weeks, I think it was the sixteenth. Uh huh. A sixty-nine-year-old woman named Olga Pirog. Mm -hmm. was found murdered. Her body was found at that date. They weren't exactly sure when she was killed. Her body was found, like I think it was like 20 meters or so away from uh, Daniel's crime scene. Wow. Really close by. Yeah. But she was thought to be their first uh, murder victim, okay. basically, because of the confusion with the other things. So oh, yeah. So she had been stabbed 
up to 30 times. Whoa. But nothing had been stolen and uh, there were still valuables around. So, so the police didn't make a connection to the attacks either because they kind of thought those were like muggings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead. Uh, so they thought this was the first of a murder thing. This murder so yeah they did a similar thing but then ended with the stabbing and actually killing her with that the pair actually filmed the murder oh this is presumably leaked onto the internet at some point yes it was released on social media by them yes so they had um, going through, I'll get into more details later as well but they did take a lot of photos and they filmed some of their like this was uh, they filmed the actual murder uh, in other cases they filmed um, after the murder yeah filmed the body and stuff yeah uh, I know that in at least one case they had leaked the video to uh, not like full-on uh, social media or so yeah. but they had sent it to some other people online through some different use groups or so mm-hmm. and uh, then some of these people had put it online yeah which made it trickier to trace as well i'm not sure how intended that was uh, or how planned it was but i have fortunately not watched these videos i almost did Ugh. by a misclick um, oh i can't believe that stuff is out there it kind of shouldn't be should it? no no that's horrifying yeah Ugh. but um this was still December. Then in the next year, 1st of January, mm-hmm. uh, New Year's Day, yeah. they killed again. They um, killed a homeless man uh, who remained unidentified. Uh, it was not just not released. Uh, they attacked him with a mallet, completely uh, crushed his skull, basically, yeah. uh, and hit him to the point where the mallet broke as well. Whoa. There's a kind of horrifying detail. Like clockwork orange level of stuff. Kind of, yeah. Wow. Uh, this homeless man died at the hospital. They could never identify him, so he was always known as, I think, man number 20 or Poor something guy. like that. Which is sad. The, he uh, has, like, he has people who care about him. Mm. He has people who have no answers. True. True. Like, he's someone's kid. He might be someone's dad. He might be someone's brother. Mm. That's awful. And they have no idea. Yeah. So their next victim, their next victim was Alexander Maximov. This was a bit of a longer break. This was in uh, the say, 21st of February. Alexander Maximov was attacked and um, say method uh, attacked with a mallet, then stabbed and hit with uh, blunt objects. Yeah. So apparently... Artyom and Nikita tried to cut out his eyeballs after oh. he was dead, presumably as trophies. What? Uh, but they failed and just messed Good. everything up. Um, I guess. Is, I don't yeah. think that's any better. Not really. Um, then you're just mutilating it. Yeah, and that's a recurring theme with these guys. Oh, wonderful. Mm. Mm. Uh, so the next one, they tried a different thing. I thought the approach was slightly different. Like, for instance, they when they attacked him, they first shot him with an air gun. Uh, like, just, not not a soft air gun, but yeah, yeah, yeah like the pet. the yeah, lead pellets. Uh, lead pellets, I think they are. Okay, we, we had brass and plastic back home. Oh, okay. Well, we had lead in Sweden, I'm quite certain. Hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, you can't shoot anyone to death with that, but they shot him in the back of the head with that as well, I think. Yeah. Then same things. He was um, uh, severely beaten, stabbed to death. They tried to cut off Roman's hand, yet again, presumably as a trophy, uh, but the knife was apparently too small and not good enough, so they decided to just cut off a finger instead after they couldn't get through the hand. So they didn't film this murder, but they did take photos of the body afterwards and things like that. After they'd done all these things as well? Yep. Whoa. Mm. They were gathering evidence against themselves, at least. Yeah, Um, okay. But they weren't that um, neither remorseful or denying anything in the end. So the final murder victim was uh, Alatina Kudin, uh, 63 years old. She was killed in a similar manner, and uh, this was the one they uh, made a recording after they had killed her, where they were basically mutilating the body. They uh, tried to cut off an ear or an earlobe. Uh, they tried to cut off the hand, and they would generally just like, Stabbing the body, stabbing the eyes, uh, trying to get those out, not really succeeding. But they filmed this and narrated as they were poking around on the dead body they had murdered. Whoa. Which is quite harsh, yes. Yeah. So the main thing that actually stopped them or solved this was that uh, Artyom and Nikita had been using Nikita's uncle. Yeah. Uh, he had a video camera and they had used that one to record both when they were stalking and killing people. And at some point after Alevtina's murder, the last one, uh, the uncle found the SD card with that video, had a minor panic, but he yeah. he reported it to the police okay, immediately. Good. So, yeah, yeah, that was at least a straightforward thing. Yeah, because I, yeah, ooh, mm-hmm. you'd be freaked out and... I imagine he would also be a little bit worried that if they find out he's seen it and he hasn't gone to the police or if they find out he's planning on going to the police and he's seen it or something, then he's toast. Yeah. Or what if the police are just like, I can't do anything. Well, you'd like to think that would never happen. Mm. Yeah. So it's creepy, but like this all led to a lot of information around all these crimes. Like um, I, I'm, I know we're going back and forth as always, but I'm skipping a lot as well. Partially gruesome details and partially the more random looking attacks where they didn't kill people. Yeah. That was still uh, that was still a thing after the first murder as well. So they had periods when they attacked people either trying or not really feeling like going through with it all the way, I guess. Wow. Uh, so there were a lot more attacks in at the same time as the murders. But these people never... I, the survivors never identified them. No. Wow. Never could. And I guess that makes them feel even more invincible. And Oh, they definitely felt invincible. They had, um, uh, I think it was uh, one social media post or page. They um, basically, one of them, Artyom, had uh, written as his own little headline is basically, we are gods and we decide who live and die. Okay. Or, or die. Sorry. Wow. Great, um, guys. Yeah, they were very focused on both just murdering for murder's sake and then also doing an internet thing of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so uh, as we mentioned, partially the confession, the lack of remorse, then also helping with the reenactments, plus all of the, you know, photographic evidence they got on this house. Yeah. They got a lot of information from all that. I mean, I guess that's good. It's pretty horrible that that stuff is out there in public domain, though. Yes, it is. They went through 
uh, like all this talk in the court and the uh, psychiatric evaluations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they went a lot into the partially the you know their background and their stories and how they ended up being that. But they basically you no, know, they met relatively young. They were friends and didn't have that many other friends. Uh, one of them, Artyom, basically dabbled a bit with some neo-Nazi groups for a while. Oh dear. But they also distanced themselves from him. Not that surprising. Um, They've but... been too messed up for the neo-Nazis. Uh, kind of. Wow. Hmm. That's pretty bad. Kind of is, especially at that age. And um, yeah. yeah, it's weird. Um, but uh, regardless, in the end, this was the 2nd of April, 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, Artyom was sentenced to life imprisonment. Mm-hmm. And Nikita was sentenced to 24 years. Really? Since he was technically underage when the crimes so, were committed. if you do the crime of an adult, like, mm-hmm. and he's, what, he must have been six months or a year away from being an adult. Yeah. I mean, if, the, if it spanned less than a year, then... He would have been almost 18 at the time. Mm. Dude. Yeah. And uh, it actually got well worse or better, depending on whose perspective. But um, uh, later that year, there was a review of all of this by the Supreme Court or equivalent. Uh-huh. Um, so Artyom's life sentence was upheld. Yeah. Uh, but they lowered Nikita's sentence to 20 years. Wow. So that's what it ended up with. So he'll be out before he's 40. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. No idea how that will work in uh, uh, any societal manner. Um, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, the regarding the evaluations and that and the court thing, they were both deemed to be completely sane. Yeah. By the way, so just assholes. Yeah, I guess. Ooh. Murderous. Murderous assholes. Yeah. That's awful. That's awful. Like that. That is the main part of my crime. I looking into this though. Especially since I started seeing, you know how it is when you're looking at something and you're starting to see names you recognize. Mm -hmm. And we have been talking about how there's a lot of gruesome murder in Russia. Yeah. So this kind of led me on a trail when I realized that these two guys, these two teens. Yeah. They had been very explicitly uh, influenced and inspired by some previous uh, murders. Uh Uh-oh. So you had partially the... Nepropetrovsk maniacs. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's an area okay. kind of thing, I hope. Which was a similar setup. There were three 19 year olds in uh, 19 years old. Year olds? Yeah. Year olds. Uh, three teenagers, all aged 19 years. Yay. Uh, <laughs> in, uh, this was in Ukraine. Okay. They committed a string of murders with the blunt instruments and they were also videotaping their crimes Whoa! so they had definitely looked up and uh, snooped around on these guys were these people caught as well i guess otherwise uh, we wouldn't have had these details yeah they were caught and we know the three of them were called uh, viktor zayenko igor suprunyuk and alexander hansha but the main inspiration was alexander pichushkin uh-huh also known Wait, as the chessboard, chessboard killer. killer. Yeah, you know him? I know him. Mm-hmm. Well, I know of him, obviously. He was super messed up. Oh, yes. Um, that how was, much did he, you look into on him? I read a lot on him because yeah. I considered first doing him first, but that was actually a little bit too... Yeah, I ruled him out as well. Too grim. Some of yeah. this stuff is unbelievable, especially he really 
my memory was he wanted i'm talking about the sentencing for him and everything else he wanted to have more murders acknowledged than the police were willing to charge him with because Mm. he wanted to win if you like um the as the most prolific murderer in russia Mm -hmm. um but his idea was he wanted to kill one person for every square on a chessboard Mm -hmm. but tell me the vodka bottle thing i don't remember that Oh no, that's that's just a grim detail. We don't need to go into that. Or okay. Do you really? I don't think I do. No. If you're saying it's grim, then I think I'm okay yeah, with it. It's quite grim. Uh, no, no, like like to say day, so. exactly. We should be happy. Let's not know about the vodka bowl. Talk about uh, chessboards, um, mm. because yeah, I mean, like you said, he said that his goal was to uh, commit sixty-four murders for that. I think he came to fifty-three-ish. I think that was the number he was charged with. Oh, he, oh, he said yeah. he'd done like sixty-two or something. Like true, he true. definitely didn't complete the chessboard, but no, that's true. He did say later, uh, though, that he would probably have just kept on killing if he was hadn't been caught after 64 regardless. Wow. So um, he, well, that's honest, at least. He was pretty terrible. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, so he was basically their main inspiration. Ugh. I mean, it is similar, like picking weak people, uh, hammer, blunt force, yeah. focus. So Artyom apparently had created an online group called... Mm-hmm. Pichushkin for president. What is that? As in the chessboard killer for president. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. What is wrong with it? Um, a lot is the answer. Yes, a lot is the wrong. Oh, oh, I had it here. Sorry, he was actually convicted of 54 killings uh, over a 12-year period. But as you said, he tried to get in more there. So <laughs> they were inspired by him and... As you say, the thing he wanted basically set a record. Yeah. As I was reading up on him, he basically felt that he had a competition with um, uh, Andrei Chikatilo, Chikatilo mm-hmm. uh, the Rostov Ripper, which was another serial killer. And he, that was apparently his main, well, competition, main rival that mm. he considered at least. And then it just goes on. And a lot of these really violent crimes are very directly connected to, uh, as in not connected with the actual people, but just people seeing or hearing or reading up on serial killers and mimicking them or Whoa. taking their own thing. That's bad. That kind of got stuck in my head as I was going through looking for crimes and thinking of these gruesome things in Russia. That's, yeah. I, I have a question. Ooh, question um, away. Why are they called the Academy Maniacs? Uh, that was just due to the uh, area where the killings uh, were. So in um, uh, Irkutsk, there was a part of town called, um, specifically in Russian, listen to my professional papers, um, uh, Akadem Gorodok, which is like Academy Town or Academy City. It's just basically the campus. It wasn't a campus, but if you consider, no, no, this is the area of town where you have the university and you have the schools and you have stuff. Yeah. And before they had any names or knew what happened with the first murders, they just said, like, okay, Academy Maniacs, because the press needs to have something. And I'm pretty sure they were quite happy with that because of how close it was to um, the uh, Dnepropetrovsk Maniacs, which is a similar naming um, procedure. I think uh, Maniac is such a sensationalized term. Mm. Like, I'm just, really? We, We have to call them a maniac or maniacs or... Yeah, but I don't like there were so many uh, like you also heard the uh, Rostov Ripper and using these terms is, of course, a very 
Well, the media love it, I guess. Yeah. Maybe we love it. I don't love it. Mm. I love a good villain name, but I don't necessarily want people to go around murdering each other in this gruesome way. So. Can we just pick crappy ones so then it, it puts people off because they don't want to be remembered as the, I don't know, <laughs> tissue hoarding homophobe or something? Like okay, <laughs> but you know what I mean. There was there was one in the U.S. where there's this guy that um, he he killed a bunch of people, but he also hoarded leaves in his Ooh. house. And maybe if he was called the leaf hoarding homeowner, then I don't know if he rented New her out. But the leaf but hoarding. Homeowner. You know what I mean? Just name them something ridiculous. So every mm. time they're referred to, it's by this really irritating name, and and they hate it, and they don't like it, and they. You know, it puts them off. Like, uh, press coverage of shootings mm. in the US. Yeah. To yeah. try to put kids off doing it. They don't cover them as much mm. as maybe you would if it were any other kind of killing or death of that number of people. But, yeah, let's let's fix the namings. Let's give them some ridiculous new names. Mm. Although, pissing off serial killers is probably not a direction I want to go in either. True. Quite true. Hmm... That was pretty grim. It was. And um, And yeah. one of them's going to be out in, what, how many years from now? 15 from now, probably? 16? Uh, when were they yeah, sentenced? Yeah, 15, uh, 2013. Yeah. So yeah, 15-ish. Less? Mm. Ooh. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, that's my crime. That's your crime. And some extra pokes at related inspirational crime. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm curious to hear what you have this week. I, I also have fancy papers. Mm. Um, I have... Mm. 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 On that so, lovely note, yes, shall ice we cream. move on? It's happiness day and we have ice cream in our minds. In our minds, mm. not in our tummies. Unfortunately not. Not yet, anyways. I might actually have to get some now. Yeah, I'm feeling the same. Yeah. <laughs> but um, going back to it, I don't think my Russian is going to sound as authentic as yours, but my ears are kind of untrained. So uh, maybe you, your accent sounded good and all the words were all wrong, but um, I will tell you mine. Um, Please do. I want to hear. And I want to hear all the words and names. Okay. Uh, so be it. I am talking about the maniac of Novosibirsk. Um, another maniac yeah another maniac mm. and he's also known as the Siberian Jack the Ripper <laughs> taking both boxes <laughs> yeah so um, I was quite shocked that you were whenever you were saying oh you're not doing da 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 are you and I'm like well wait you just said maniacs <laughs> Uh, what? And, but no, I'm doing a different maniac, mm. singular. Yeah, so Novosibirsk is in Siberia, which is a massive region in central Russia. So it's, um, we're pretty much talking in the middle of the country is mm. this city. So yeah, it's <laughs> painting the picture. It seems pretty isolated. It's pretty cold. There's a lot of tundra. Um, yeah. Obviously, population of Russia is huge, but the country is insane, so it's not very densely yeah. populated. Um, but I'm taking you back to the 19th of October in 1998, Ooh. when body parts were found in an illegal dump in a forest near the city. The The body itself was in pieces, and it was found in a 
an abandoned fridge Ooh. and the head was found under an iron sheet and Ooh. it's it's just this sort of yeah fly tipping site if you know what that means like it's where people just dump their junk so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's not really sanctioned but uh you know it it would have had a fair bit of foot traffic. Hmm. But uh, just to clarify, you said the the main body was in a fridge. But it was head. dismembered. Yeah, and the head was under a metal sheet somewhere else. Yeah, it was It was okay. in the same dumping ground there. My first thought was that the body had been put into the fridge and the fridge had been dumped. But then it sounds no, like it's, they it's, had taken the body and then just put the pieces in random places. Yeah, it, that's uh, what it sounded like. Um, if the fridge was... Um, belonged to the killer they didn't trace it put it mm. that way but i think they were quite sure it wasn't um there were some pretty gruesome mutilation some internal organs had been removed um think jack the ripper style oh. and some body parts had also been se- severed separated from the body um again think jack the ripper style like really we're talking professional like look uh, like medical training or Possibly. Um, that was one of the avenues of thought that investigators had, which really upset the local doctors. But yeah, that, w- that was one of their um, thoughts. But, you know, they suspected the killer was a bit of a misogynist based on the sort of things he, he did and removed and uh, stuff like that. So let your imagination run wild. It's probably going to be quite no, accurate. No, please don't let it. Okay, moving on. She was never identified. So, oh. Yeah. So a couple months later, there was a dog running down a street in a rural area, not far from the city, and he had a human hand in his mouth. So they checked the surrounding areas and they found an 18-year-old called Anna in a nearby ditch. Her body had been dismembered. Oh. Yeah. She'd gone missing a month earlier from a friend's birthday party. She'd left fairly late and was walking down a, a stretch of road and mm-hmm. her family member said there's no way she would have gotten into the car of a stranger. Although, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of family members would say that whether or not it's it's uh, yeah. true. So, yeah. but yeah, so either she knew the killer, she, you know, did something out of character like hitchhiking or maybe she got a taxi, but something odd happened there. Mm-hmm. So that was body number two but they did identify her bodies did keep showing up though so it was a, for a period between 1998 and 2005 mm-hmm. well 2005 2006 it's kind of difficult to to nail down when the bodies disappeared or when the people disappeared versus when the bodies showed up uh, okay, okay. so the last one may or may not have been 2006 hmm. but yeah there were 17 in all that they found some reports have said 19 but I think I know why that is, and we will get to that. But okay. 17 we know of. But at the time when they found them, were they relatively sure that they were all connected over all these years? It, it took a while, um, mm. but there were some consistencies between a lot of the either the crime scenes or the women. One of them was they were all slender with dark hair and they were typically in the 18 to 31 looking range. Mm. So there was uh, one as young as 14, but she did look older. Um, And so they think that was the kind of demographic, dark brown hair or dark hair, um, slender, 18 to 30-ish. They were all mutilated and they were all raped. Many of them had pentagrams and arrows carved into their bodies. Really? Yep. Some were dressed in red nightgowns or had red hoods wrapped around their heads. 
yeah, there was a lot of scenes that had occult symbols and props. So there was one in particular. They had a whole series of wooden blocks, like sort of wooden brick things, mm-hmm. arranged in a circle. And they had occult related symbols burned into them. So again, pentagrams and stuff like that. Okay. Wood burned into the, the yeah, blocks. Yeah arranged in a circle and there was all other kind of weird props there as well so they had this um sort of wheel that had eight different symbols and it was divided up like it just it looks like something that belongs with a ouija board but it's not a ouija board Mm. yeah they're just strange stuff so police make the assumption that it's local satanists and they do look down that that route and basically find nothing okay other things they had in common though many of them were so badly mutilated that they couldn't be identified um, many were stabbed in the heart even after death. Mm. Only seven were actually identified, seven of the 17. Um, and all of the bodies were found in desolate areas on the outskirts of the city. Um, it's, it's suspected they were all taken from around the same stretch of road that was known as something like the Drunken Road or the Drunken Path, um, which did have a red light district on part of it. But it was also, you know, it, it seemed to be a fairly um, well-used track. Like, it, it was known, it was well-used, everyone has an excuse to be there kind yeah. of thing. I'm wondering if this is a like, standard naming phenomenon in other cities as well. I'm pretty sure I've read about, you know, Drunken Road mm-hmm. in conjunction with other killers. But... Well, there were other killers from along this road. That might so be it. it could also be that. Huh. Police initially suggested that, actually, why am I saying initially? Police are still suggesting that all of the victims were involved in sex work, but there are many, many things that just point to it not being accurate. I mean, for Mm -hmm. a start, they only identified seven of the 17 victims, and there's a couple that we're pretty certain were not involved in sex work anyway. Mm. And they haven't identified the rest of them, so it is a little bit ridiculous to say that. Kind of. Um, I think maybe it's just a way to minimalize the whole thing uh, and say, oh, why do you even care that much? Like, well, because you should. Yes. Um, beans. Yeah. It, the, there was a lot of weird things. And the, the investigation was heavily criticized. Other things in common. Many of the scenes had no blood. Um, so they're quite sure that the murders not only didn't take place there, but there was a good cleanup job, if you like, done. Yeah. Um, on the bodies and the objects and whatever else before they um, they were placed. Mm-hmm. We know for sure that in 2006, the murders suddenly stopped. Um, at least all of the related ones seemed to stop. Um, the last victim was found in two bags and there was no occult symbolism at all. She was oh. a missing sex worker, um, mm-hmm. but we don't really know how long she was missing for. But there was enough to suggest that it was the same murder regardless. I think they linked them all with DNA in the end. Um, or oh, at least they, okay. they link them with it. It was really difficult to do research on this because there was a lot of mixed information. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, they're sure. Put it that way. They're, they're sure. All right. In 2006, the police said they, um, they think the killer has died or was imprisoned. It's possible they moved away from hmm. the area. But, um, you know, the case was open. They, the police also thought that whoever was doing them um, may have had good knowledge of um, anatomy. So it could have been a doctor. They also thought they, um, because they didn't, there there wasn't very much that was left behind. They didn't find much in the way of forensic evidence. um, And they also thought maybe it's someone who knows a little bit about forensics. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. Strangely, in 2006, 
there was the mobile phone of a missing sex worker used by an ex-policeman who had become a taxi driver. So this was shortly before the killings stopped, or at least before bodies stopped showing up. Yeah. The phone of a missing sex worker was used. Oh. Now, her body wasn't found, so she may or may not have been related to these cases, but... Hmm. Yeah. This guy called Yevgeny um, Chumplinsky, so I think okay. Yevgeny Chumplinsky... He was an ex-policeman who was now a taxi driver. And in 2006, he took the SIM card out of, um, out of this girl's phone and put his own SIM card in. So the police traced it. They searched his house and they found nothing suspicious. However, they then brought a cadaver dog in and the dog starts really responding to the garage and the car, like especially the garage, like really um, kicking off about the whole thing. Um, and the reaction was so strong, it led them to believe there were bodies under the floor in the garage. Mm -hmm. So they ended up doing, first of all, a thorough search. Like they'd, they'd already searched, but they, they really went to town, looked for DNA evidence. They did find... Um, small traces of blood or at least they but nothing like you couldn't get DNA from it you couldn't get anything from it um, and it could be nothing like okay. I mean I imagine if you check most people's bathrooms you could probably find find well, yeah. a little bit of blood yeah. like that's the level we're talking about like okay. an, a normal level mm. but the dog thing you can't really explain so based on the dog's reaction they decide they're going to dig up the floor in the garage um, through the concrete mm-hmm and they do it and they do a really thorough search and they find nothing. Huh. And at this point, um, Janie has given a couple of different versions of how he ended up with this phone. The first one was something like um, there were two guys and they were fighting and they were in the back of the taxi. And then I ended up getting involved in the fight. And then one of them dropped the phone. I took the phone and da 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 da. And then it changed to him <laughs> saying he'd given her a lift and she must have left oh. it. Like, it just, it didn't add up, but um, there was really nothing they could do because people end up with phones and unless yeah, there's a report yeah. of a theft or unless a body shows up, what do you do? Yeah. And no body had shown up. Nothing was seemingly amiss other than the cadaver dog thing. And they, they did what they could and they, they found nothing. So that was pretty much it. Um, they did take his DNA though, just in case, to be on the safe side, I guess. But they didn't yet have a profile of the killer. Um, but at this time, it the case was still active. There were still bodies being found. So, you know, take the DNA, all done. Yep. Um, interestingly though, the murders did stop then. Huh. I mean, it's difficult to tell exactly when they stopped because the bodies, the missing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And because we know a lot of them were targeted or a lot of the ones that were targeted were sex workers or mm -hmm. potential runaways that it, it makes it so much more difficult to if, if a body doesn't show up do you actually know that anything happened yeah so we'll fast forward another couple of years in 2008 dna from the killer was identified and it was used to create a comparison profile so at this point, they had about 8,000 witnesses, so people who had Whoa. seen uh, a, a red car near one of the crime scenes, people who had seen certain people speaking to sex workers, mm. you know, like a lot of it would have just been things that didn't matter. But more than 4,000 men, sorry, 5,000 men were looked into. And there were 300 examinations, whatever that means. And... Uh, yeah, they, they really, they took the whole thing seriously, but um, they weren't really getting anywhere. At least by 2008, they had this profile. Mm -hmm. Fast forward another couple of years. It's actually now 2015. 
and you have another taxi driver who's arrested. His name is Alexei Ivanov, and his DNA was um, found to to match a potential killer. So he ends up it's it's found on a on or associated with a woman's dead body, and he after he's told his DNA matches, he confesses to um, to some killings. The police are convinced it's this guy. He only confessed to killing four women. The police are are so convinced that he's the maniac of Novosibirsk, but they check and, and it turns out there's no way he could be. It's just another taxi driver who happens to be going around killing women. Um, he's only killed four, but yeah, apparently he was upset with his wife slash ex-wife because she supposedly had cheated on him, or hmm. so he believed. And he was going around killing random women in the back of his taxi as revenge i i don't know it sounds like the most bizarre passive aggressive motive ever but yeah she was pretty freaked out about the whole thing i say wife slash ex-wife because she tricked him into divorcing her um how do you trick someone into (laughs) divorcing um the guy sounded like a real piece of work um, even if we take out the murdering from the equation, he he just was not a good guy. Okay. Um, she said that they had a pretty good marriage until a certain point when I think he lost his job. He was working a factory or something like that. Okay. He lost his job. He took out a bunch of loans to try to cover their expenses. Uh, and when he couldn't pay them back, he um, started to get quite violent. Mm-hmm. And she said to him that, I think it was, she said, I want to get a mortgage, but I can't get a mortgage if we're married because you have all the oh. bad debt to your name. But, you know, if we just sign this to say we're divorced, then I can get a mortgage. So he signed it. That's clever. And that's how she tricked him into getting divorced. That's clever. Yeah, but she seemed like... She she said she didn't know anything about the killings, but she, mm. um, she also seemed like, yep, he was pretty violent with me and not a great all-around human being. So... Mm. Um, if someone's going to do it, then you know what? I don't think you've got the wrong guy. But yeah, Ooh. but it wasn't him. He wasn't the um, he wasn't the maniac of Novosibirsk. Um, there, at this point, there were a whole bunch of leads. Like there have been leads over the course of the last ten years, but nothing was panning out. Um, all of them were quite quickly dismissed for various reasons. And yeah, it's it's not looking great. However, in 2016, a match was actually found. They DNA matched, match straight up. Yeah. Oh. They matched the killer's DNA. And the guy was actually found guilty on the 6th of March. So this month, he was found really? guilty. Yeah. Which is Whoa. pretty like exciting for a crime that started in the, the late 90s yeah. and seems to have been dead for over 10 years. We actually have a conclusion oh. for it. So who was this guy? You want to take a wild guess? police officer yeah cadaver dog guy but exactly they didn't find anything in there well they didn't find anything there but you did say they took his dna for comparison right they did and somehow they didn't test it against it what they lost the sample for a couple of years and i think at the time they took his sample they had nothing to compare it to anyway and then whenever as far as i could tell and this was a lot of google translate on things Mm. but um yeah, as far as I can tell, they had the comparison profile ready by 2008. Mm. And by this point, they had lost his DNA. It did show up, but it didn't show up for at least a couple of years. 
So I think by the time they they got it out and um, and tested it, oh. because if you lose it, even if it takes you two years to find it again, do, mm. do you have a list of people whose DNA you've lost who you still want to chase? Mm. So well, um, you I mean, you should. should. You should. The, the police were really heavily criticized for the investigation. Whenever yeah. the um, 2008 profile was put together, mm. there was a new investigator that came in and basically said that the whole thing has been a shambles and mm. sorted out. And whether that's fair or not is a bit different because what we do know is by this stage, the the DNA profile they're using um, just wouldn't have been available back in the day. Uh. So at least it's basically solved now. Mm. Um, but so there were no allegations of since he had a history with the police that there were some kind of connection there that... There's more. Sorry, I'll, I'm <laughs> shushing. Yes. Um, yeah, so... If Jenny was, yeah, found to be a match, um, it, this is the guy who had the, the missing woman's phone. So mm-hmm. whenever we're talking about 17 victims, we, we think there were a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't find bodies for them. They didn't find bodies for them. He was married. He had a couple of teenage kids. Um, his wife, this I found super haunting. His wife said, you must understand that a maniac cannot change his nature. A person like this cannot suddenly become normal. Mm-hmm. So you wonder what went on in that marriage because she says she had no idea um, that he, he did this. But I wonder if it was something like the other taxi driver who killed four women. Mm-hmm. Um, there were warning signs, perhaps. But essentially, he admitted to um, th- this would have started when he was still working with the police, by the way. And he worked on that stretch of road. He knew a lot of the sex workers. A couple of the ones they did identify, he apparently um, didn't like for various reasons. So one of them had uh, made some kind of thing, comment that he took as an insult. And um, he, yeah, there are so many unidentified. So you don't know if he he knew all of them personally or not, because he would have had run-ins with a lot of people. And um, yeah, well, he admitted to taking bribes from criminals as well as uh, Johns and sex workers while he was with the police. Huh. Um, he worked a lot on that stretch of road, the, the drunken road. And whenever he would catch people doing things they shouldn't, then he would take bribes to let them off. Hmm. Um, so he was super corrupt. He also um, said he, he did mislead the investigation, um, all the occult symbolism. There was an initial assumption made that it might have had something to do with a satanic ritual. So then he just used that and started adding all this occult crap oh, at the crime scenes to try okay. to get them to go along that path, which did work quite well, except they investigated the local Satanists. And, you know, I don't imagine there's a vast number of Satanists. And mm. uh, once they all have alibis, then, you know, what do you do? Which yep. might also explain why he just started getting rid of random bodies without any of the symbolism later on yeah yeah but he ended up confessing to a lot of um the murders but then afterwards whenever he was charged he said he was tortured and he only admitted to them under torture and he insisted he was innocent um they went through a full trial which was pretty hardcore um and he ended up actually being convicted of the murder of 19 women despite only 17 bodies being found Mm -hmm. and he was given life imprisonment. So there was also, I think, four victims' families that sued him. Um, and he, his estate will have to, or whatever you call it when the person is still alive, um, will have to pay out to those families. Oh. They all won the, the judgments. But, yeah, the judge 
in the case, or sorry, the the state prosecutor, Egorova, she said that she thinks that he'd continued killing after 2006, but after the phone thing and after more scrutiny, he just started yeah. covering up the crimes a lot better. Mm. And the, the area is vast, so as long as you, you know where to hide a body, then you can keep doing it and keep oh. getting away with it. And it also makes me wonder why the wife said that. Like, maybe she hadn't noticed any changes in his behavior between 2006 and, and now. Yeah. But, and if he starts you know, targeting exclusively people who um, have uh, irregular schedules and that sort of thing, then then maybe he's more likely to get away with it. But even now, he is saying he's not guilty, um, so he will appeal. But as it stands, he's been found guilty and he will spend life in prison. They also check to see... they checked is he um they wanted to make sure he was counted as sane so they they did uh psychiatric tests and and whatever else and they determined he is sane but he has a homicidal addiction and um necrosadism which Mm -hmm. is to do with can you say vandalizing a body mutilating bodies and things like that some of the stuff he did was unbelievable i think desecrating is the main thing but yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. It boils down to they said he was sane and aware of his actions. Mm. And despite these proclivities, he still would have been able he should have been able to control them. And there's no way there's no excuse for what he did. Mm. And it's certainly not um an an issue of sanity. Mm. But yeah. That that's it, really. In the original confession that he now says um was forced out of him. He said he would invite women into the car and um, then he would take them to a secluded area and kill them. He would conceal traces um, by dismembering the corpses and scattering the remains in different places. So, yeah. He also knew a lot of the women. He he didn't say he knew them all, but he said he knew a lot of the um, women from whenever he was working on the streets. So whether they were sex workers or local women. But yeah. Yeah. That's my story. But at least they they caught him because yeah. for the last six months they, they seem to have been close. But the trial actually seemed to go quite quickly. And mm. um, yeah. What did you say the sentence was? Life imprisonment. They did go for life. Yeah, they did and go for life. In Russia, I understand that is pretty it seems definite. To be, yeah, it seems to be, you know, if you're sentenced to life, then you will get life. Yeah. Um, at least one of the uh, murdered women's families is pushing for him to have the death penalty there. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know the details of the death penalty in Russia. Hmm. Why they do it, when they do it, how they do it. But I would think regardless that... I would think that they would be able to coax him in some way of admitting if there were more murders. Well, he had an initial deal that I think was... Um, his family, because he obviously has the wife and the teenage kids. Mm-hmm. I think the initial deal was something like, if you confess, then we will keep them under police protection or something like that. Okay. So they used that as a um, a leverage point. Mm. But it doesn't even seem to care about them anymore. So mm. Interestingly, when I was researching this, I couldn't find very many English sources, but one of the ones I did find was like on the Criminal Minds wiki pages. Okay. Is in um, the the TV show, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was some stuff on there that didn't quite add up, like the ages of the victims, the expected age of the killer, and stuff like that. And I'm like, 
why are they saying that he's likely to be, you know, early 20s, early to mid 20s or something like that? And the other thing they had was a full list of all 17 victims, names and ages. And I'm like, what? And the only victim that I have a photo of is is the one called Anna. Mm -hmm. So I searched the name that they'd listed there under Anna, which was also, it wasn't the second killing, it was near the end. Mm -hmm. I kept coming up with this picture of some some model who I didn't recognize. Um, So I, I read through all the names in the list and then sure enough, there's a couple of like, Russian models on there from like Victoria's Secret and other things. So someone has really just gone to town on the Criminal Minds <laughs> wiki page and started listing random people's names. Oh, okay. um, but sounds Russian. No, but like seriously, like Bradley Cooper's girlfriend and stuff like that. Because um, I can't pronounce her name at all. Ivana. No, not trying. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it's just like, seriously, you can't list them as murdered. Like, what is wrong with you? Anyway, yeah. um, I also note there was no sources. So I pretty much ignored everything in there. Um, <laughs> as you should. Yeah. Uh, did the killer ever make a statement on, you know, motivation or anything nope. like that? Nothing. Nope. Nothing that I could find. Huh. It was really bizarre. Also, so all of his victims wear dark hair. Mm -hmm. His wife had blonde hair. Hmm. I find that really odd. You know, it just... I I don't know. You'd think if someone had a a kind of fetish Mm -hmm. for dark hair, then, you know, they'd be married to someone who fits into that same type, which is also scary, but... um, yeah. yeah, you just you wonder why he was going for dark-haired women of a certain build. You know, it's quite distinctive. Maybe that was also just planned as a um, like setup for diverting attention later. Like with the uh, when he swapped for the um, the ritual angle. Yeah. Like maybe you thought like, no, no, I'm just targeting these people. If people get too close and I'm still killing, yeah. if I switch it to completely random or so, that might be seen as unconnected. That's quite interesting. Or something like that. I I wonder if he really did stop killing after 2006 or, or it, it is right in thinking he just covered the murders up. I would think so, though. You don't think you switch that off? Especially if, you know, it's different if it's one or two. 19. But he's been doing this for years. Yeah. yeah. Mm. There must be more. There must be more. Well, I... No, we were going to have something strong to drink. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it's it's Russia after all. Yeah, and um, I know we discussed having a red Russian, mm-hmm. but I thought we could have a clear red Russian. Clear red Russian. Yeah. Which is clear, w- would that be? Oh, oh, clear cherry cherry. Uh, we could use a clear cherry liqueur with some vodka. Okay, so what a black Russian is the white Russian? Is it? I don't think that's the. That's not the same. White Russian has milk or has cream in it. Yes, yeah. but also the red Russian, the standard one does as well, right? No, red Russian doesn't. It has something else beyond the two. You have the vodka and the uh, cherry stuff and then something else, right? Lemon, I think. I thought it was like more of a full on drink. No, you can top it up with, I think, cranberry, but... Huh. That's not typical. That's not um, the oh, bartender's okay. uh, association acknowledged recipe. Oh, oh it, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think in the um, acknowledged recipe, it's it's as simple as two ingredients. Oh, okay. Um, 
So, sorry, say again, what would the clear one be, be in that case? Clear cherry liqueur and vodka. Okay, so just clear instead of... Clear instead of red. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair no? enough. No, no, that, that makes sense, that makes sense. Um, I've never tried a red Russian. I just, um, I know they exist and, you know, Russia, red, yay. Mm. Uh, that connection. Used to be a big fan of white Russians, then kind of moved over to... I, I do enjoy black Russian. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I've ever had a black or a white Russian. Never had a white Russian. I don't think so. Huh. And we don't have the stuff for it. Otherwise, I would insist oh, you make too it. Bad. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to think of some, maybe a bowling theme. Bowling theme? Are we really gonna do dude? We're that not... could be good. Or Vikings. Hey. Vikings? Do you not remember his dream sequence where... Oh, uh, right, right. Oh, yes, yes. Or is all that just the making horns, you cringe? All the horns. Yeah. Uh, no, I still love that movie, so that's fine. Um, I, Big Lebowski is amazing. Mm-hmm. Market of four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall we do that? Yes, uh, let's make drinks. Let's make drinks. Musical interlude time. Swoosh, swoosh, pew. No, doom. Doom. Cool. What are we drinking? Ooh, we are drinking a clear Russian, or is it just a clear Russian, or should you say clear red Russian? Or mine's a clear red Russian. Yours is a clear blue Russian, but that sounds like a pregnancy test. So. True. Um, mine, mine's a maraschino liqueur and vodka mm-hmm. over ice, and yours is blueberry liqueur and vodka over ice. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of ice, but also a lot of vodka. It's this is a this is a fairly big drink, um, mm. but just in case it tastes horrible, I brought pickled eggs. Pickled eggs, which may or may not be Russian, but I don't know. I feel like pickled food. Pickled food makes sense for Russia, right? It kind of does, yeah. 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 Chickens get cold. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Okay, cool. Um, well, not chicken, but I'll buy, you know. You'll buy the Russians eating pickled stuff? Yes, I okay. will. I'm going to, in preparation for this drink not turning out as planned, I'm mean, <laughs> needing to do a pickled egg chaser, putting some Tabasco on a piece yes. of egg. I will dab a bit as well. There we go. Pickled eggs, it just sounds like such a horrible thing, but mm. I... Oh, every time I make them, I'm like, this is a good idea. <laughs> I have seen you, you know, cradling the jar <laughs> like a baby. It's, it's precious. It. Once you've peeled 30 eggs, there's no way you're letting that jar out of your sight. <laughs> okay. Shall we? So, uh, what, do, what do they say in Russia? Uh, Nostrovia. Yeah? I hope. Nostrovia sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> Nostrovia. Nostrovia. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. That's all right, actually. It was quite all right. There was a lot of vodka, not that much uh, on the blueberry front for really? me. Mm. Mm, I can definitely taste my cherry. I taste the vodka, which is not a bad thing. But... Mm. Mm, this is refreshing. This is like. Um, and a combination of all the ice and the slightly oily texture and the smell and the temperature. And I'm, I'm getting a very nice iceberg feel. Here. You want to try mine? Sure. 
Do I want to try yours? Yeah, sure. Mm. <laughs> it does smell like blueberry. Mm. Ooh. Oh, I'm getting blueberry from that. Mm. Yeah. Just more vodka, but also blueberries. Mm. Still tasty. Yeah, I'm, I thought this looks would be really horrible. good. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Oh no, you don't need to eat your scotch eggs. Sorry, sorry, your pickled eggs. No, scotch eggs were this morning. Yes, I know. Mm. They're fresh in my mind and my memory. Scotch quail eggs. Yeah, mm. quail eggs for scotch eggs. Tiny, tiny. So they're smaller. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's worth the hassle. Um, don't get me wrong. It, like I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> them, but I feel like the person who made them did a very good job mm-hmm. for smaller eggs. Because they're more hassle than doing the big ones. Yeah. And then you want to eat more of them because they're smaller. Yeah, but there's something about that. It is kind it's of a perfect magical. bite it's, size. Yeah, and it's absolutely magical whenever you bite into it and go, ah, oh, it's a tiny yolk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I'd say it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it because I didn't have to do any of the work well, to get the it. Same here, neither did I. No, I don't want a little red <laughs> hen it. I think, no. Oh, the noises on the roof are a bit freaky. Kind of are... We'll see how much the mics actually pick up. Yeah. Hopefully um, we get the Skylurker sorted in the remodel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised. I actually how... tried it together and that was very weird. Yeah? Hmm. All the waves of like the pickling and the vodka and then the Tabasco and then egg and then a bit of blueberry at the end. <laughs> Nothing like blueberry eggs with vinegar and vodka. Mm. My tongue is tingling from the Tabasco. Yeah, I like this. Mm-hmm. I thought this drink would be way worse than it is. What do you mean? Mm. I'm finding this thoroughly sippable. Mm-hmm. And considering all it is is liqueur and ice and vodka. Hey. Vodka is versatile. Vodka is potatoes. Potatoes is earth. Mm-hmm. Earth is life. I kind of devoured that drink I really like it Apparently so It was very icebergy Which I do appreciate It does Taste of the tundra Mm -hmm. Mm. Iced blueberries Sure I don't know Yeah, why not? So I had a clear red Russian Mm -hmm. We can't call yours a clear blue Russian Oh no, we can't Copyright infringement Um, A blue clear Russian? No I kind of like clear blue Russian, but also, if anyone ever needs an excuse to pee in your drink, then maybe it's what you should celebrate getting a negative result with. A clear blue Russian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, now we have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe we'll rename it in the website. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, though. I don't know. Oh. Clear blue might, might try to screw us. But it um, would be tricky to have, like, a... Uh, if you have different things that don't mix too well and then you swirl it and then it's either like a plus or what it, one line, two line. Yeah. I'm not sure which one Clear Blue uses. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway, um, yes. that's the end of the episode this Tuesday. It is the end. We got through our drinks. We got through some gruesome murders. They, you know what? Considering how bad those murders are, we've done all right. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. We're on an upper from Happiness Day. Mm. True. And, you know, justice in both cases is always good. Yeah, and it does help a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you really got... I, neither of us got answers on ours. What was the motive? 
I know mine was very clear motive. I think I had all the answers. These... I don't feel like you had a clear motive in yours. They were just people wanting to cause harm. Yeah. They were, they hated everything. They hated society and they it's were tormented motive. teenagers. It's a terrible want, motive, but that was very motive. clearly their motive. I want specific motive, like a logical taxi driver guy who killed four women because he claimed his wife was cheating on him. Like, it's a terrible I mean, motive. barely a motive. Though, yeah, but at least he had some, like, ridiculous train of thought for why he was doing these horrible things. And that's yeah. kind of what I'm curious about when stuff like this happens. Yeah. No, I'm I'm going to guess the combination of lashing out against society and becoming internet famous. Mm. I suppose. Fair enough. Mm. Okay, what are we asking people to do this week? So this week, it's a calmer week. We're not asking you to celebrate St Patrick's Day because you should have done that properly by now. Please. If you haven't. Despite how rude Jonathan signs, I will not judge you. He may, but we just won't tell him. I may a little bit, but yeah, yeah t- talk to Anne about that, not to me. Better late than ever. Yes. Oh, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always true. They're just really early for next year. Yeah. <laughs> They're just practicing. <clears throat> fair point, fair point. <laughs> um, so yeah, what we're asking would just be to, hey, uh, reach out to us. You can find us on Twitter at Crime by the Bar, where you can... Send us question if you have any more information, if you have corrections on Russian pronunciation, anything, let us know. Can we do a couple of shout outs? Oh, always. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm really loving our, our Twitter people, Ooh. our Twitter people. Um, shout I love, them out and lift them up. I, I love the humans that are um, reaching out to us on Twitter. And one human in particular who I think is wonderful is Emma. So Emma, if you're listening, you know who Emma is. Yeah, we discussed Emma. Emma's indeed. great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Emma, you're cool. We like you. Yay. Um, Should we shout out to someone who gave us feedback during St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> we can't remember who it was. No, but I mean, it was a point of discussion. I don't just remember who said what or what was who or where. Someone gave feedback on St. Patrick's Day while yes. we were in the bar together. Yes, and this was... I think this was seven drinks in. You can count seven drinks. Good for you. I had a good count until like eight or nine. I think I was on point because I tried to have a running tally of them. But then I lost track. Kind of. Definitely. Yep. Uh, So I'm not sure about that. But it, it was somewhere in between. You were half a step ahead of me as well because of the vodka though. Yeah. Well, it got to a point where I'm like, my stomach is too full of liquid i'm not having another beer or another cider so yeah let's have a shot of vodka and well, then i had the- another beer anyway oh let's also say hello and thank you to bad allison or allison badly um, oh yeah for the shout out on twitter we love it whenever you um tweet stories that we might like so that was very cool definitely we are checking it out no mm-hmm. more spoilers it, although if someone wants to know what we're talking about they could just find it on twitter yeah but- People can't be arsed. Can no, they? people can't be arsed. I mean, if you can be arsed, wonderful. <laughs> Go on to Twitter, tweet something at us. Then you get a head start. Yeah, mm. you might get a spoiler. Actually, we are trying to come up with um, upcoming themes. So if there's anything you want to hear us talk about, then now is the moment to do it. Because <laughs> we go through phases of having, right, here are the next 10 things we're going to go through. <laughs> and once we've got the next 10 things, that's us. Two and a half months worth of material planned out. <laughs> so give us a shout right now yeah. 
Um, and not only just themes, like if you have, uh, if you're interested in either a particular kind of crime or you know particular kind of topic or genre of crime, I guess. Uh, or on the other hand, particular drinks, you can suggest drinks and yeah. we can try to find crimes for them. That's actually quite good. I wouldn't mind having a drink suggested and then we find some crimes to pair with it. Mm -hmm. I think we'll probably both go totally different directions if that's the case. Oh, yes. That's exciting. Which is fun. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, we have our opera episode happening on Friday. Oh, right. Opera Minnesota Mystery. Mm -hmm. I am quite sure I've gone a totally different direction to you, by the way. Oh, I, I hope so. That's more interesting. And um, other phantoms involved. Mine's Canadian. Ooh. What's yours? Goodness, mine's Indian. Mm. Mm. This is going to be like, <laughs> I don't know. It's exciting. It's going to be interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, we're going to put up our recipes for our delicious and very, very simple cocktails, um, whose names may or may not change between the recording of this episode and the mm. website being updated. But <laughs> you can find our blueberry and cherry cocktails on the website i was really actually i really enjoyed them mm -hmm. i really thought they'd yeah, be awful so my vanish i know vanished and considering like considering the time of day it is i'm actually doing all right on mine mm -hmm. yeah you said i wouldn't drink after st patrick's day <laughs> this is only my second so until i mentioned beer well yeah <laughs> beer happens to be nice if we had non-alcoholic beer in the house i'd have that Fair enough. Maybe. No, I would actually. Mm. Oh, but. And uh, oh, yeah. finally, as well, if you're feeling old school and want to write us a formal email, Ooh. you can send it to crimebythebar at gmail.com. Are we still letting them do this? They've yeah. sent us a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm forgiving and generous and I'm letting you do that. Okay. Mm. That's nice. <laughs> you don't need to reply. I can handle them. That's fine. Yeah. Um, if there's something that you want for attention of one of us specifically, you should probably let us know. Otherwise, we just make the decision. And uh, too bad. It's like, I didn't get my favorite. Too bad. We're both your favorites. <laughs> Damn well should be. I don't know. Do we come as a package deal? Did you think there's someone sitting at home going, Jonathan seems like a nice guy, but that Anna... Is it going to be a Team Anna, Team Jonathan I don't situation? Know. Jonathan, you're translating your own name. I now. am, I'm sorry. Oh, I'd never do that. Uh, so, we are Crime by the Bar. We mm -hmm. are signing off. Yeah, thank you for listening this week. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Farewell. Bye. <laughs>